What's up, guys? I'm Koda. And I'm Nish, and this is Random Motherfucking Contacts. And believe it or not, guys, well, you guys probably believe, believe it, and maybe it's just us, but it's been a year. Yeah, that's wild to me. It's been a whole fucking year. I can't believe we started this a year ago. And we stuck with it. I'm so fucking proud of us, buddy. Yeah, dude. High five. Like, this wasn't, that shit. like, the feet pictures or... The fucking uh, ashtrays, the rolling <laughs> trays, and the fucking. I still have so much anything, resin shit. From anything that. resin, like we, I think. We I would love to do. I was, I'm gonna do resin shit still. Like I'm gonna do some resin shit for my wedding. It's like little random things, but nothing. Yeah, nothing like that ever again. We no. we never stuck to it for too long. We stuck to this, and I'm really fucking proud of us. Yeah. So this is fun. For everybody that's stuck around, thank you guys. Thank you. For anybody that's just joining, what the fuck is up? Welcome. This Welcome our, to the fuckery. Our first episode of 2023. Oh dear lord. And you know what? I'm just gonna say this. If 2023 is anything like my first week, I will see y'all in 2024 because bitch, this is fucked up. Yeah, this first week's been fucked up, but okay. We got to remember that we're like in a retrograde and we got that. On top moon. of a retrograde, on top of a retrograde with a full moon. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I that's what <laughs> I'm blaming it on. But I was in a shit ass, bad ass mood yesterday and I was in like an okay mood tonight. I See, worked my I, ass off. I haven't hit the shit mood of the retrograde yet. I think I got that over with yesterday and today. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was hit that. mad as fuck yesterday. I was like, I was. We're throwing angry. hands, dude. I was too, but I had a shitty day at work yesterday, and that's what pissed me off. Cause fuck dealing with internet companies. Oh, uh, when I got locked out of my account, <coughs> that, I, yeah, I got locked out of my account. Couldn't log into my computer. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, I work at a hotel. You don't get to know which one though. Haha. Um. I fucking got locked out of my computer and I was like, are you fucking serious? I couldn't remember my password. I had to, I got on the phone with customer support and these motherfuckers are mean. I don't care what anybody says. These, those bastards are mean. They hang up on me all the time because I'm like, I, and I'm so nice about it and I, I feel bad, but sometimes I can't understand like what they said or like they talk really low or there's background noise. And I'm like, can you repeat that? And literally, if I ask it one time, sometimes these guys, for this specific company, they hang up on you. And it makes me feel bad, but it pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> I'd become enraged. So I remembered my password. I think I got so mad that I was having to call these people because I was already having a bad day and didn't want to be at work that I just like unlocked a memory in my brain and I typed in my password. So everything was good. I got to hang up. I got to hang up that time, bitch. Yeah, I uh, called customer support for an internet company and got transferred six times and hung up on twice before. Somebody was like, whoever told you that there is a firewall blocking your phone from not working is an idiot. And I was like, you know, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I just wanted to make sure our internet was working correctly because my entire place runs on internet. Yeah, that would be stressful. That's kind of how we are. Like, if we didn't have internet, we'd be fucked. We, we, one of the computers got broken. Um, and we didn't have one computer for like two months, and it was awful. Okay, but at least like you guys could potentially like hook up a hotspot and continue to run. No. No? 
no, I don't think so. Because we have to run like a lot. Six or seven different websites at a time. Rough. Yeah. And all of them are like, one of them's like fucking Excel, Ew. but for a company. Ew. Oh, it's bad. I hate looking at it. It gives me a headache. But this episode, these next couple episodes, we're going into something new for the new year. For uh, this episode, we're going to be interviewing Miss Coda. And I am super excited because I got to come up with the questions. I'm going to just tell you right now, I've never been nervous for a fucking interview in my life, job, college, fucking anything. And then I started thinking about this the other day and I was like, fuck. A little nerve wracking. I feel like I'll probably be a little nervous. We're going to do my next episode. If you hear some crackling, smackling, barking. Sorry. We're just chilling in the kids' room. We're drinking some teas and my dogs are outside of the room. So you might hear them. Um, we do have a shout out this week. Super excited. Again, it's from Emily. I'm super excited to do this shout out for her. She does, uh, she's a jack of all trades. You, if you guys remember, she does nails, Emmy's claws on Instagram, but she also does like a repurpose kind of business. <coughs> and it's, I, I went and I looked at their Instagram. I think it's really cool. It is I really like cool. It. They've, they've got good fucking ideas. It's called Retrograde Red Thread Rethreaded. And their shop, they <laughs> go thread. out, red threaded, it's rethreaded, my bad. They go out and they thrift clothes and then they bring them back, they wash them, they sanitize them, and then they fucking rip them up and make them cool and tie dye them and bleach them. And they, they repurpose used clothes to make them cooler. And you know what? Good for fucking them. I think that's really cool. I think that stuff like that's awesome. I'm actually going to, I'm working on getting more shout outs for like eco-friendly companies. So companies, small businesses, I ain't ever helping a fucking company. Maybe if you're going to pay me. Depends on the company. We'll we'll see what's up. Hey, I really need Tide Pods. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I was thinking like HelloFresh because food. Yeah, but then I have to cook. Like that gives me. I love cooking. No, like I love cooking, but I'm indecisive. I yeah, but this is already like yeah, but this is already like planned out. This is all fucking together. I've looked into it. Interesting. All together. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> you can look up um, there. You can look up this shop on Instagram, and I believe that they sell some of the clothes at Mystic Misfits. Um, normally, from my understanding, is she usually is like she wears some of the clothes that they repurpose just because she like makes them mostly for her and the other chick. And then if somebody is interested in them or something like that, she will normally like give it to the person. I've seen her do it. It's okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Coda knows these people a lot better than I do. I'm going to get my hair did here soon though. So I'm super excited. Did I ever give you that card for Demi? I don't remember. I don't remember. But I'll get you in touch. I get to go in Mystic Misfits here soon, so I'll give you guys my love full this store. opinion once I get to go inside of it. Love um, the store. But go follow her other business. She deserves it, guys. Give her some fucking Emily, some- you're a badass and your nails are dude, she's killing it in nails. I know. I look at your Instagram all the time and I'm like, why am I poor? <laughs> I am working on it, though, because, bitch, I've been busting my ass at work. So. You'll get there. We're getting there. 
I'm getting there. I'm getting my hair done. That's a fucking accomplishment. You guys know how long it's been since I've done that? I also just don't take the time to spend money on myself like this very often. Can I give you a realization real quick? Huh? I have two hair appointments until my wedding. I know. I was thinking about that. I'm going to have to get my hair touched up a little early so it doesn't look fucking grown out. She's doing my hair for the wedding. It's all right. We'll get it figured out. Hell yeah. <laughs> we got this shit. I'm super fucking excited. My bitch is getting married. Uh, I don't think I've ever... Have I... I think we've said it once on the podcast. Yeah, she's getting married, guys. I'm fucking excited. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've brought it up a million times. Wedding planning. Planning. I'm no, not no. good at it. It's okay. <laughs> Are you ready for this interview? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So Let's get it. I have it lined out. I have some, like, basic questions right. to start for you. Right, right, right. So, how old are you? Uh, 27. You had to think about that. I did. <laughs> city girl or Old country girl? Okay, I love the city. I love the big city. It's fun. I've never been to something bigger than, like, Boise, though. Let's okay. be real. Boise or Salt Lake. I mean, maybe, well, Denver. Okay. Denver was fun. But I've always grown up in the country, so... Understandable. What's your favorite color? Mm, lime green. All right. Favorite stone? I think we've already said this one on the podcast. But it, that's okay. Definitely amethyst. All right. What's your favorite movie? Um, I was thinking about that. And really thinking about it, one of my favorite movies uh, is uh, A Knight's Tale. Okay. Have you ever seen that? I've ever seen that movie. It's an older one with Heath Ledger when he's younger. I fucking love Heath Ledger. Yeah, dude. And like, it's medieval, and they're doing like jousting, and there's this whole like love dynamic between him, and he's supposed to be like this poor kid who. Is it a comedy? Kind of. Oh my god, no, I think I know exactly what fucking movie you're talking about. Kind of. And there's like this whole dancing scene in the middle. Yes, and I know what movie you're fucking talking about. I love okay. that movie. I love that movie, too. So much. I love that movie. I didn't know that you... That, like, triggered him in me. I love that movie. What's your go-to food? Uh, pasta. Yeah. Love pasta. I was thinking... I also thought, like, one of your answers might be potatoes. That, too. But I love pasta. Yes. Like, pasta... If I'm sick, potatoes, for sure. All the way. Yeah. But pasta. Yeah, I can agree with that. Do you have, like, <laughs> a specific pasta or just, like, any fucking pasta? I really love Alfredo, but I'm starting to love um, a vodka sauce a lot just because of the creaminess and it's not as acidic as a tomato sauce. Okay. Interesting. What's your sexuality? Uh, straight. A lot of people question it, but... It's the hair. It's the hair. Yeah, I know. It's the hair. It's the hair. I'm sorry. That's what it is. I know. When you told me what hair you were getting, I was like, girl. Fun fact, you're my gonna fiance, get questioned. Yeah, my fiance picked it. Interesting. You know, I that doesn't surprise me. He's got that brain. Yeah. He's got that brain. But also, like, I also shaved half my hair off because like depression after having Zave. Yeah. Dude, I thought about it, but deep down inside I knew I would hate it. For I myself, it. for myself, I would hate it if I shaved half my head. I would probably I've thought about just shaving all my hair. I've, I've had those compulsive thoughts, but my hair is like my safeguard. So see, and I, I really debated for a long time, but when it came down to it and I was literally crying, trying to brush my hair, sitting in the shower with detangler in it, 
couldn't yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. And so then when I went in and I told the chick, I was like, shave it off. And she looked at me and she was like, what? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, shave it off. This time, you know, postpartum depression is really hard and being pregnant is really fucking hard. And sometimes people just need something to help them be able to take care of themselves yeah and then sometimes they like that and they fucking keep it and i think that's what you did pretty much yeah and at this point like it'd be a bitch to grow back out so (laughs) it'd be interesting but you could do it you just have to be patient because your hair doesn't grow very fast no but i've been taking vitamins recently and so my nails and my hair have been growing a lot faster i've noticed interesting but i take such good care of my hair because of the color that it is Mm mm-hmm that, like, I've trained my hair to only wash it, like, once a week. That's almost where I'm at. I'm getting to, like, three every three to four days. See, I'm between seven and ten days right now. That's all. That's where I'm wanting to get. Gnarly, dude. That's where I'm wanting to get. But my hair gets greasy so fast. And I think a lot of it is just because I grew up with a single dad and I used suave until I was, like, 17. I, the dry shampoo that I put in my hair, actually, that hairstylist that I go to was like, dude, I don't even know, like, I didn't even know that you were putting dry shampoo in your hair. Like, you come to, she told me to wash my hair, like, a couple days before Mm -hmm. so that the color would stick better in my hair because she had no idea that I was using dry shampoo Mm -hmm. and the color wasn't sticking the way she wanted it. That's interesting. I don't use dry shampoo very often. I think it's just because I, like I said, I was raised by a single father and I I forget that that shit exists. I have it in my bathroom. I'll send you the one that I use, dude. I love it. I have a cheap one in my bathroom that I've had for like a year and a half. It's probably expired, bitch. Mine's cheap too, but (laughs) it's really fucking good. All right. Interesting. I'm down. Love it. I'm down with it. Now we're going to get into some of the more, (laughs) the the more deeper questions. So deep breath. You got this. Yeah. What was your childhood like? (laughs) Honestly, my childhood was really good. Um, My parents, my mom worked really hard for a good dynamic between the two of them. So there was never a birthday or a holiday that it was hard because we always like figured out my holiday schedule and all of that. Like if I had a birthday or a soccer event or anything like that, if both sides of my family were there, it was an awesome thing because everybody was cordial. That's awesome. I've only se- I have only seen that successfully happen for so many families, and I wish that it could be like that for all families because it's good for the kids. Did your Did your parents get divorced when you were really really young? Yeah, I was two when my dad or when they divorced, and so like I was really little. But then even like when I was I don't even know how old I was, but we moved to Florida for like six months. When I was younger. I remember the story because you told me about the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> Which has been through a hurricane. I've never been through something like that. I'd shit my pants and have a heart attack and die. Yeah. That, I only really remember sleeping in the closet. <laughs> but, One of those very first memories where you're like, did I really go through that? <laughs> yeah, literally. But no, we went to Texas, or we went to Texas, fuck. We went to Florida and my grandma on my dad's side actually took presents to my grandma's house on my mom's side. Because she didn't know where to send them for Christmas. Yeah. And so she was like, these are for Coda. Excuse me, guys. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Sorry about my annoying ass sneeze. I hate that I just did that. (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, yeah, these are for Coda. Um, I know Amy and Derek aren't really talking, but here you go. And so, like, my family dynamic's always been really good. My dad, my grandpa on my dad's side 
it will say that my mom is his favorite person, hands down, in my entire family. I love your grandpa on your dad's side. Like Me too. Two of my favorite people on this planet are your grandma and grandpa on your dad's side. Yeah. And so, like, I... <laughs> Literally, it goes, like, my mom, me, and then my Aunt Kim. Like, those are his top three people in the family. See, and I never really... I only met your Aunt Kim at your grandma's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, like, a great fucking impression, bitch. So, like... Fun fact, that was when me and Kanisha first met, and I was smoking a cigarette. Yep, we mentioned that in the very first episode a year ago, you guys. Holy that's fucking shit. fucking crazy to think about. Yeah, we met at... The very first time at Kodo's grandma's funeral. So, (laughs) what did your parents do growing up? Like, did they have a lot of different jobs? Were they my mom? Yeah, my mom's been really pretty much the same career my entire life. She's always worked medical, especially medical coding. Um, When I was really young, she worked in the ER, but I don't really remember her working in the ER. I just spent a lot of time at my grandma's house. I mean, yeah, I know. I spent a lot of time at my grandma's houses too for different reasons, <laughs> but I also spent a lot of time at my grandma's house, so I understand that. And then my dad worked mostly. I think he did construction there for a while, and then when he got out on, on at, a little out on at the site, he's been there since. So, do you think that had like an impact on? who you are and how you work in your day-to-day life and at your job (laughs) my mom definitely did uh my mom is definitely a person who has always taught me that one it's just a job but two like you need a job and if you're gonna be at a job you may as well work your ass off absolutely so I can see your mom having really great work ethic and she's also like tried to pull her tooth out in front of me before (laughs) so (laughs) my mom's a little bit of a psychopath yeah um had to talk her down from that yeah just her (laughs) (laughs) love you mom just her working at home gives me like all of the aspirations in world in the world because like working from home is so fucking hard I don't know if I could do it dude I'd get distracted I don't know, maybe it's just because of how many kids I have. But when I was doing, per se, like, online school, I got really distracted. So, like, anybody who does, like, work from home, shout out to you. Because, bitch. Yeah. I'd have to, like. My online school, like, I have to do that shit at night after Zabe goes to sleep. Like, I tried to do homework tonight when he was doing, like, when he was dinking around. And I was like. (laughs) Yeah, luckily, I only have to reply to people and I don't have to write anything serious. Like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, you don't have to say in specifics, obviously, because I don't either. But what do you do for a living? Um, what do you do, f- like, day-to-day for yourself? I am the manager of a well-known bakery that is excelling all the way across the United States. Um, I manage a bunch of teenagers that are trying to figure out life, and it's hilarious to watch, but it's fun. I love that for you. Honestly, watching you in this job compared to the jobs I've seen you have in the past, I can tell you, obviously, every job's going to have its struggles and it's going to be frustrating, but you've flourished, flourished, how do you say that word? Flourished. Flourished in this job. And I think you've really found a good, happy medium for yourself in this time of your life. Yeah. With you going to college. Yeah. And it's a position like I want to be in, like I'm going to school for business management And I'm trying to figure out how to run this fucking business because my owner's like three hours away. Yeah. So 
it's wild, but the company is so flexible and it's literally just a bakery. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it. It it doesn't take a second thought. That makes sense. What do you what do you want to be doing in like the next ten years per se? <sighs> That's a wide question. I know it might be hard to answer, but... No, in the next 10 years, honestly, I think it would be cool to have some sort of an established business. What that business would be, per se, I don't know, because I've never entirely figured out that part of my plan. It's taken me so long to figure out what I want to do with school, Mm -hmm. that figuring out what I want to do with my degree is another like daunting thought I can if that makes sense no I, that totally makes sense to me I don't know about for other people but daunting thoughts is something I got bitch and yeah I understand it yeah but like for sure I would love to be doing something for myself in my degree in all honesty I hope in the next 10 years maybe this podcast could take us somewhere yeah dude and you could use your degree in that in some way honestly yeah and if that means we're doing something like online or because that's where everything is going merch we're really talking about merch lately guys <sighs> yeah that's a thought in my mind for that'd sure. be a later thing obviously because you know we're still small yeah but we're not doing bad you know for what we got and I'm where we are mm-hmm. like where we are in the region of the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, who would you say is your biggest inspiration? In general? In general. Either anybody. Either my mom or my grandma B. And my mom just because she is such like a she's always been hardworking, doesn't fucking matter like who has come in and out of her life, she's always st- like stood by what she's gonna do and done everything she could for me and even my siblings she's a great mom she's a fantastic mom i will give her that yeah like my mom will drop everything and do anything for me and my siblings even when my sister my sister is an asshole sister my sister my sister that was the grinch coming out of you you guys tell her and her sister don't get along (laughs) listen that's a story for another time but my grandma, because because of her going through the double lung transplant surgery. And, Strong ass bitch. And how far she's come since then. She went through a double lung transplant surgery, was out of the hospital in six months, was home within a year and a half, and then just fucking last year went through COVID. Or two years ago went through COVID. It doesn't feel like two years, bitch, so I, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's been two years now. Holy shit. But yeah, no, like, was on her deathbed dying and is fucking back doing her shit down in wherever she is on uh, retirement. Good for her. Honestly, yeah. she deserves she deserves every single fucking bit of relaxation. Her and my grandpa both. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. my grandpa has worked his ass off my, like, my entire life. I've never known that man not to work. Yeah. No. And I can understand them being big inspirations for you and like most definitely really leading who you are as a person, especially your mom. Like I see after meeting your mom and like (laughs) getting to know her, I see her in you so much. Not only do you guys fucking look alike, (laughs) it's crazy how much you guys look alike, but just like you, 
you are like a mini version of your mom but you are your own person you know like you are very much so your own fucking person but i am very much so like my mother and i think that's why it pisses me off when people are like oh you look like your aunt and i'm like bitch i should punch you square in the mouth because she's a crackhead no straight up if you and your mom were in a crowd i and i didn't know you guys i would be like those two have got to be fucking related like (laughs) (laughs) that was fucking weird like that's some doppelganger (laughs) shit back to the future (laughs) (laughs) and i can understand that and she is she's a wonderful woman so shout out to her for being just an amazing mom so here's a little bit we're gonna go a little bit back on these questions so um what was your first job do you remember what your first job was yeah i do my first job was so under the table my first job was working at the fireworks stand with my step family I feel like every person in this state did that at some point. But me, bitch. <laughs> it my was so poor. Fun. Dude, it was so fun. And then um, my first actual job was working with my crackhead ass aunt at fucking Carl's Jr. Oh, my God. The stories I could tell. You know, the first time I met her, <laughs> the first time I met her was in a Taco Bell. And all she ate was five of those fucking um cheesy um tater the mexi tots mexi tots five of them <laughs> dude that's all she ate and i was she's like such a crackhead god damn bitch <laughs> you put it down yeah but she's it, such a crackhead yeah so that was the first time i ever met her and it was it was with the uh, ex-stepmom of mm-hmm. mine and i was like oh what the fuck am i getting myself what is my dad getting me into <laughs> yep i was hired for drive through for that job and- did you like it I didn't hate it because I could talk to people, but God, people are so mean in customer service and fast food. Working customer service is like a whole nother. Fast food is a whole nother fucking world. What What would you say, like, if you absolutely had to go back to fucking, <laughs> like, if you had to choose to work at, like, Walmart or fast food, which would you choose for the rest of your life? Like honestly because that uh, and that's a loaded question because both suck yeah both suck i would probably say walmart because now they can listen to fucking music while they're bagging people's groceries for real that's a good point i never really thought about that honestly i would probably say walmart because one half the employees don't have to talk to you and if they do talk to you they're like i don't fucking know look it up on your phone that's what i'm gonna do i love walmart tiktoks (laughs) <laughs> that shit's funny and like the one chick i can't remember her username off the top of my head but the, she she like makes skits about working in walmart <laughs> yeah. that shit is so funny like i love it when her fucking videos pop i follow her and every time they pop up i just sit there and stare at the screen like i'm captivated by that shit my aunts used to work at walmart one of them still does and that shit just makes me laugh mind so. you i refuse to work at walmart like i've been told to go to walmart multiple times and get a job because <laughs> i don't want to see that many people i've worked in our town's mall i'm good you see everybody and your their dog that you don't want to see that's how it was working at the store though uh i didn't see as many people as i knew at the store i mean just it was because, out of town yeah i was gonna say bit. just because it was farther out of town dude walmart and the mall you're fucked true everyone goes there everyone goes. doesn't there. matter I and think... i thought i was kind of safe because i worked at fans in the mall no People can be... I have more guy friends, I learned. (laughs) It's just, I think a lot of it is people can be so abusive to people in customer service. Like, I'm sure you have a handful of stories 
Oh, God. Of From people. working at IHOP and Carl's Jr. and Wendy's and... Yeah. All the places. All the places. Fucking... I worked at um, IHOP and Joann's simultaneously because Joann's was a seasonal thing. Mm-hmm. And I hated my life at both jobs because one at ihop i was the fucking uh what is it called hostess on the weekends i remember that i remember going in with um ex-stepmom mm-hmm. and some of her family that one day mm-hmm. and you acted like you didn't know who they were and i laughed <laughs> it was so funny and she was so mad at me she was like don't laugh at stuff like that it's not funny and i was like oh it's kind of funny dude like she doesn't like you very much does she <laughs> And that was a long time ago. That was before a lot of shit. That was before a lot of shit, I'm sure a lot of shit happened with you guys growing up, but... Not really, dude. Not really, honestly. Mm -hmm. I I really only saw them when we went to, like, family events at Grandma's house and went swimming. That makes sense. I can honestly see that. My family kind of separated from them. Yeah. And I don't blame them. And Christmas. That's the other time I would see them. I don't blame them. I would have, too. Like, we're already the black sheep of the family. So to include that black sheep of the family, no. They're not the black sheep. They're more like the the gray, sad. I'll say the crystally sheep. Uh-huh. <laughs> we do crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> the night that our grandfather is passing away, it's fine. Yeah, no. It's, it's definitely something else. And I feel like you have learned just like a lot. And especially with all the jobs you've had. You've learned a lot about people and customers. I've learned how service. to handle people a lot differently. And I think that has helped you a lot in the position that you're in right now because you have to be a strong-willed person to be a manager. That's just how it is. And if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. With how much random job experience I've had and the things I've learned, even like from the time I worked at the fireworks stand and learning how to count back like change Mm -hmm. dude i still use shit like that and i still teach people shit like that every fucking day Mm -hmm. and so i've had people tell me that like when i deal with irritated customers how i can talk them down to leaving the store happy Mm -hmm. people are fucking shocked that's one of my favorite things to do in front of customer like in front of my other like employees love it are like coworkers, yeah talking down someone who's pissed off and them leaving happy and i'm just i barely had to do anything yeah it, literally it's like a or slip like of words. <laughs> yeah or like having somebody piss me off so bad but i'll keep my composure <coughs> to the point that like nobody can know like nobody knows i'm pissed until i walk off in the back and i grab my vape and i walk out the back door and i'm like i give me five fucking minutes because I'm going to murder somebody if somebody else talks to me that way one more time. Composure means a lot. Yeah. In customer service, too. Like, if you haven't worked, because I think everybody should be forced to work one customer service job in their life so they know how to fuck to that. People. Even further than that, makes make everybody work one serving job in their life. Because <sighs> serving, being in front of a table of four people... <sighs> And having somebody look at you and go, you didn't grab my fucking water. How dare you? And you have to go, my bad. Let me go get that for you. And walk away from that table and stay calm. 
bitch. One of the hardest experiences <laughs> I had with that. I had a customer when I was working at, you know, the little place with the arcade and the yep. pizza and toys here. In yeah. Town. Um, you know, I, I was one of the busser girls when I very first started working there because I wasn't old enough to work the fryers and I didn't have enough. They they only sent people back to the games that they trusted mm-hmm. type of situation. So I was a buster and I would walk around and bust people's tables and, you know, I would get them stuff if they absolutely needed it. And, you know, I, I walked you around and You were a backup server. Absolutely. And this one time, these people sat down 10 ones on the table and the the lady looked at me and she was like, for every mistake, I take away a one. And it was the littlest mistakes. Oh, yeah. Every that time. she would take. And by the end of it, I had $2. And I was so mad. I just left the $2 there. And I, I watched some kid take bitch, it. Keep and your I money. was like, I don't even care. Like, I don't want your $2, you stingy bitch. Like, I know that bitch has never worked customer service in her life because she did that to a 15-year-old dog. Well, and, like, even, like, going into customer service and thinking you're giving somebody the best fucking customer service you can. Let's say you're having a great night, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do fucking kick-ass at this six-top table, right? Uh And then you get tipped five bucks. And you're like, there goes my fucking mood. Kill myself. (laughs) Like, Pat, what did I do to you? Yeah, like... an asshole. Your your ticket was $60. You tipped me five? The fuck? I know I checked on you. I waited till you were done fucking chewing. I made sure you had water in the ranch you wanted. Oh, yeah, dude. No, I've been yelled at for some ignorant shit. And at this point, go ahead. Yell at me for some cookies. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. I love that. And honestly, I'm glad that you are happy where you're at at the moment. (sighs) Yeah. What is... Uh, something a moment in your life that really shaped you into the person that you are today there is one specific year (laughs) a whole year a whole year no i will say that year shaped me a lot and changed me a lot i'm pretty sure we're thinking about the same year and if we are i understand oh yeah no it was definitely the year that my aunt and my ex passed away because I, one, I thought I was doing okay in my life. But mind you, I was working at IHOP. I was working at Joann's. I was selling drugs. And mind I love my ex. I have nothing bad to say about the man ever, really. Mm-hmm. But the motherfucker only was working at Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah. Bitch, I was running my ass off. <laughs> yeah. Making shit happen. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is just you're a lo- you're an independent woman and you've always wanted to just make shit happen for yourself. Yeah, and my kids. Always like it didn't matter. It it doesn't matter. I will do I will go to the ends of the earth to make sure they have everything and anything that they could want. And that's really what it was was I was I was feeding into that this is my family. This is what I'm supposed to do. It doesn't matter how hard I'm working my ass off. This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But when I walked out of IHOP, when my aunt passed away, and then I left Joanne's shortly after that because the season was ending, I had no idea what I was doing at that point. 
it was like a weight lifted off your shoulders, but at the same time, you just don't know what to do with yourself because you have all this free time that you hadn't had in so long. Yeah, and then Ryan passed away, and everything was gone. Everything went black. Uh, yeah, literally. Literally. There is a good... I hid for a good six months. Yeah, it was hard to contact you. I, I was one of the few people that got a response, and when I did get a response, it was short, and it was very few. Dude, I am very lucky for the few people that did stick around and stick with me through all of that, because literally, like, if you didn't know where I was, you you that didn't see me. No. You didn't hear from me. You didn't see me. If you saw me, you saw me fucked off. I was so... You weren't even you because you no. went through that was that was such a traumatic moment that you had to cope somehow. Yeah. And there was no coping, there was no healing. Like in that time in like I'll I'll say a good 8 months after all of that cuz my aunt passed away in April, Ryan passed away in July. And then easily for the next eight months, I just fucking was not a human. I was yeah. not a human. Like, I was... <laughs> I was hiding myself. I was hiding from everything. And coming out of that, realizing all of that, and then drinking myself fucking stupid for the next year and a half was a really big eye-opener because, dude, I literally got roofied and didn't think twice about it. Went back to drinking. Yeah. And I think at that time <laughs> in your life... <laughs> the fuck? I think at that time in your life, too, you were like, oops. And mm -hmm. you just kept going. because because yeah, I thought I was safe in the situation I was in. You were numbing yourself, I think, a lot, too. Like, I don't, I don't want to assume what you were doing, but from someone who... From watching also, from the outside. Watched from the outside, was on the inside of the situation, and was going through some of the emotions. Definitely not on the same level as you. You know, you guys were in a relationship. You guys, everything would be different now if yeah. it hadn't have happened. Yeah. Everything in life would be different now. I, I, and, and in my sense, it was kind of like I lost a big brother because he had taken me under his wing and been there for me like no one else in my whole life had ever been yeah. there for me. So as someone who watched from the outside, I numbed myself on my in my own ways. But you were hurting and you were in pain and you didn't care that and I, I don't care. I, I've said it on Facebook to these people. <laughs> they didn't care about you. No. And they were okay with watching you deteriorate the way that you were. And I have never I was there never more happy. Couple, I will say there are a couple people from some of those friendships that I made in that time that did give a shit and do give a shit i will give you that there are there, there are, are a couple, couple a handful that really do but a majority because it was it wasn't like you had a small group at that point it was like half the town <laughs> dude i was part of a fucking mc at that point so <laughs> i i was never more happy than when you moved into my house because i felt like okay at least i know coda's alive That's when i came back I, I at at that point i was like at least i know coda's alive at the end of the night every night that's when because I, came I was back to so reality. worried about you. 
And I think, I think a lot of what brought you back to reality was being back in that family life Mm -hmm. because I had my little brothers and sisters and I had just had Oliver and you really connected with Oliver Oh yeah, on an emotional, spiritual level. Like you helped a lot with Oliver when he was a baby and like, he was my little buddy. Yeah. You know, like I, I think that helped a lot, but you yourself, you pulled yourself out of that. And I am very proud of you because a lot of people <laughs> after getting to the point where you got, wouldn't have pulled themselves out of that. They would have no. just kept going down the same road. I, in a lot of this situation, it, I watched a lot of my friends go to jail. I, like this immediately following him passing away. Immediately. I watched a lot of my friends go to jail. I watched a lot of my friends disappear. I watched the friends that I thought were my friends literally wa- like watch me drink myself dumb. almost to death. <laughs> dumb. Like this girl looked like a a skeleton. I I was not in a good place. I Yeah, no. When I moved into your house, I definitely came back to reality because being out at my mom's was hard because I was so far out of town and I was so far away from what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Being in town, I I could drink, but there was also the sense of like a like safety you, net, a safety. Yeah, like you said, like a family. I was I was okay. You had somewhere to go. You had a warm meal. You know. Yeah, you it had didn't... someone telling you like, "Hey, you're okay. I love you." you yeah, know? it didn't matter. It didn't matter in the end of it. And Which I'm sure you had that at your mom's house, but it wasn't quite the same because you, it was almost like you were at your mom's house, but you weren't at your mom's house because why the fuck would you drive all the way out there when yeah. you could crash at this person's house and get up and party the next day? Exactly. Like, dude, I stayed at so many place, people's houses. I picked you up from so many <laughs> fucking houses and I was I... just like, I want to cry. I can't believe she slept in this place. Like, I'm not a very, like, I've <laughs> slept in some crazy houses, but like, I was like, shut up, my dear. Dude, there was a couple houses that were not good and it, it was bad because I had a partner in all of it. And I love him to death. He is still my brother to this day. We have been through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And we have grown grown a lot as human beings and through all of that. But he's probably the only reason I didn't die sometimes. Because I had a nail- another male figure with me. <laughs> yeah. Like someone <laughs> who was there that was like, okay, but we're all here partying. You guys still don't get to touch her no matter how fucked up I get. Yeah. Like in the no matter how fucked up he was, if you would have been like, help me, he that would, was it. Yeah, that would have been done. It would have been game over. End of story. But, yeah, coming out of it was hard. Coming out of it was a lot. There are times that I look back on it and I'm like, I literally took Molly and drank a whole bottle of rum after Bear Fest, fell asleep, woke up, my body was vibrating, went back to partying, and almost got talked into driving to Vegas at fucking midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and that was at a wedding. <laughs> like, the fuck? Your life was definitely different and crazy. My dog just broke in here. Oh, <laughs> never mind, it was my dad. <laughs> You're good. My dad just came in. He was hearing voices. It was us. We're the voices. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I am glad you had him through all that. I'm glad you were able to pull yourself out of that. Like I said, I'm I'm very proud of you. I, I've watched so many people go down that road and I never even watched, pulled themselves out. Yeah. 
I've watched I've people watched die people, from it. I was just going to say, I've watched people die. I went to a few funerals in that Well, I didn't attend the funerals because I refused to go to funerals after that situation. Funerals are hard, dude. I have a hard time with them. I've been to five, I think, since Ryan passed away. And it was because it was family. Yeah. Yep. That's about where I'm at. I think I've only been to family and funerals. Even, even some family, I'm like, you know, I love you, but I, I'll, I'll respect you in my own in my own space. I have a hard like, time in those situations. I, talking about funerals, my sister's best friend accidentally killed himself. That's so sad. And like literally accidentally they found him with the needle in his arm in the parking lot. So, I mean, you know, fentanyl got him in that situation. But like I was supposed to be there at that funeral. I literally drove to the funeral home. And just kept driving. Like, I couldn't. I was so broken in that time. There was no way I could go to a fucking funeral again. And I think, actually, the next funeral I went to after that was my grandpa's. And the only other funeral I've been to that is our nephew's. Yeah. I I literally, I'm about in the same boat. Like, I can't even... There's been a couple funerals where, like, I was like, maybe I should go, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, I couldn't pull. I couldn't pull into the parking lot for Quaid's. It that was too hard. Yeah. But that was also a lot of like friend group situation. Like yeah. we went to high school together. We, you know, Knew we each grew other. up together. I played soccer with his little sister. Yeah, a hard situation to go through. Yeah. And my sister fucking made it about herself, so that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. A Grinch. She's such a bitch. So, to lighten the mood just a little after mm. having such a deep conversation like that. Um, that's all right. So, what's something about yourself that most people generally wouldn't know? What's something that mm. people wouldn't think of when they look at you? <laughs> I'm actually really good at video games. <laughs> You had to be. I had to be. You had no choice. <laughs> Anybody who's shocked that you're good at video games didn't know you pre-2018. Yeah. No, literally. Um, I'm actually really good at video games. I enjoy playing video games. It really doesn't bother me. Um, further than that, I can actually be a really crafty bitch. Fuck yeah, you can. I can I've make, seen it myself. I can make a lot out of nothing in many different Either crafty ways, culinary ways. All the stuff. All the things, yeah. This bitch could be a wedding planner if she wanted to be. Like, we I've had a plan that. for my wedding, and we just kind of threw that shit together. And, and then, it was, like, her and me and a couple other people. Uh-huh. There was, that was it. And we threw together a fucking bomb-ass wedding. And then the fucking venue owner was like, if she wants to do weddings more, she should contact me. Yeah, like. She is. She's okay, crafty. but like my grandma, mind you, my grandma. I grew up with my grandma, and she does all of the crafting things. Like her she grandma ha- fixed my dress. Yeah, she does all of the crafty things. Like she has her old phone and her old Kindle that she watches fucking crafting lives on. She looks up <laughs> new shit on her fucking new Kindle, and then has on Pinterest, and then has her fucking phone for YouTube for whatever else she can't figure out. So, like, if I need to figure anything out, I, she's the first person I go to. Grandma, help yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I love that for you. 
So, how did you meet your current significant other, the Steve, the one and only <laughs> motherfucking Virgo that I put up with? I'm just kidding. <clears throat> we worked together, uh, Idaho Vape. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was weird because, like, I was hired on right before him, mm-hmm. and I was trained by Jose. Mm hmm. And we were all friends, and then Steven came on, and Matt came on, and me and Matt and Jose became friends, and then Matt made me become friends with Lonnie, like, forced us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever knew that, but our friendship was forced. It was a force. It was a, a hostage situation, bitch. Yeah, it was. And so then, but Steven kind of got, like, singled out in the situation because none of us liked his <laughs> wife at the I can understand that. I can I can really understand that because I never we, liked his wife either. And I knew his wife before I knew him. His yeah, ex-wife. His ex-wife. And um, we all smoked weed and we knew Steven didn't smoke weed. So rough. And I Hi. understand that. And I remember hearing about the petty little shit. Like it the, was such a dick, dude. Like the cinnamon and the straw. No, no, no. It wasn't cinnamon. It was capsaicin. Capsaicin. It was My capsaicin. Bad. That is the hot in any peppers or pepper spray. That is what gives it the fire. Yeah, he would put that shit on the drip tips of my vapes. He would put that shit on my straws. He would put that shit on the lips of my drink. It didn't matter. He put I that shit everywhere. I truly believe to that day it was a little crush. It was. He'll admit it. <laughs> he he admits it now. Yeah. No, Um. there was multiple times that I wanted to fucking kill Steven back in the day because of all of the shit. Like, dude, I had to ask my bosses to not schedule me with Steven because Ryan hated it. How much Steven, like, all the random shit that Steven would do. Like, he would put Canthal, super thin, like, wire across doorways, so when you'd walk into it, like, you damn near kill yourself all the time, just because he thought it. it was funny. I believe it. I remember, um, oh god, going into the vape store when you and Steven and all of you guys worked there in the very beginning with my grandma. Yeah. And I was sitting out in the car and my grandma was like, yeah, Kanisha's out in the car. And you came out and said hi to me. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. Dude, I, miss, I loved the vape shop. The vape shop was so much fun. And actually, that place changed me a lot in customer service because huh. I got to teach people so much about vapes. And I got to teach people so much about something that they didn't know. You became very evolved. Like, you and Ryan were so obsessed with vapes. I had to, <laughs> dude, I had to learn about it. Like, that's what I would do at work. I would study about vapes all fucking day. And if I wasn't studying about vapes, I was studying about juice. And if I wasn't studying about that, I was studying about what, it, like, what it did to you. Because, like, I had people coming in and asking me these questions. And but, you wanted to know the answers. Yeah, and I wanted to sound intelligent in these situations. And so me, Steven, Matt, and Jose, and I only say us four because when it was us four, the store was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then the girls got hired on, and then one of the girls started fucking the boss, and the whole store went downhill. And yo, that's how it happens. Yeah, she that's got his car. Uh, we don't even need to talk about that. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. But, like... We we worked so well as a team. We would bounce things off of each other. If I didn't know something, I knew I could go to one of the guys. And depending on the question, I could get an answer. Yeah. You know? 
And working at the vape shop, it was cool because you have all these people that are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if vapes are safe. I don't know. I don't know if I should be inhaling this. I don't know. I'm going to get popcorn lung. Like, okay, let's actually break it down. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had to learn. Yeah. And but I saw it change people's lives. I literally saw a man coming in gray as fuck on oxygen and six months down the road have actually color in his face can walk up straight and not have to have oxygen all the time yeah and that's that's part of the reason why vapes were invented but they have definitely been like marketed towards younger people at this point they're look at them yeah look at i'm holding i have three on me right now because i'm a little kid at heart but i mean just the flavors and everything you it's look, all changed so much too since when you worked there it's so crazy dude, like, i used the to vape make, world is crazy i used to make my own flavors and my own coils fuck i built do my you own remember vape. do you remember when you brought me that big bag of yeah. juices and you were like i don't know what any of these are but you can have them and some of them bitch were brown yeah and i smoked it that was oh, dude, so some gross. of the things i have put on a vape and smoked i cannot will never come out of your lungs. I will never not think about that. I have watched somebody smoke straight capsaicin. <laughs> Gross. And then I went to hit it, and he goes, I can't let you hit that. I think I'm dying. <laughs> I actually think I'm having a heart attack like, right now. Like, I have smoked, I have smoked pizza. Steven smoked barbecue sauce. I remember you guys telling me about the barbecue sauce. This motherfucker, dude. Okay, he put capsaicin on my shit one too many times and i was fed up with it and he had built a brand new set of coils they were all fancy and nice and i coated them bitches in barbecue sauce and he hit it and he got a cloud off of it and he looked at me and he goes why does that taste like barbecue sauce and i was like (laughs) damn i don't know those are some good coils (laughs) you got that flavor on point (laughs) not that you got that mcchicken flavor (laughs) Dip, dip, bitch. <laughs> That's called a McRib. <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> so, what's your honest thoughts on being a mother and getting married at this time in your life? I'm glad I'm doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, fuck yeah, dude. Um, if I were to do all of this before in my life, it would have been so much harder. If you were to have been in a lot of this, like, let's just take kids out of the situation. If you were in college and a manager when all of this happened, you wouldn't be anymore. No. Nope. I actually started college when I worked at Idaho Vape. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, this will be great. I can just jump across the street and then I can come back to work. It'll be fine. No. And I think a lot of it, too. I, I can't. People who go to college straight out of high school, like. I wasn't even straight That's out of high school. That's a whole different mentality because high school is so hard and you've been in school your whole fucking life. I truthfully believe that telling kids that they should know what they want to do by 18 is wrong. Because if I were to be doing what I wanted to be doing at 18, I'd be fucking El Chapo right now. Like, Yeah, I'd still be selling drugs. Uh, it's just crazy to me that people have that mindset. And I definitely agree that waiting a little bit isn't a bad idea for everybody it's not a bad idea for everybody definitely not. some people have the mentality to just jump right in that shit my uncle paul's a smart motherfucker he worked he's been he's a scientist astronomer yeah yeah, like smart dude and he 
jumped right from high school into that shit and he's making that fucking money like and you know i know do that good for you yeah i know there are people that i work with that i know from the minute they graduate they're going to go straight into college and they're gonna excel and they're just gonna fucking take off and i see that in them but then there's a few of these people that i'm like if you go straight into college bro you're gonna just party your ass off and that's gonna be it you're going to waste your time. A lot of it, too, I think, has to do with the chokehold that people's parents have on them growing up. Because a lot of these kids in this area never really got to party. And so they turned Or 18. if they did. If they did, it was minor. Yeah. It was, oh, he, I snuck some of my mom's vodka. Look, guys, let's share this water bottle in first period. Definitely like, not like what I did in high school. <laughs> Not like what I did. And my drinking phase was in high school, bitch. My drinking phase started when I was like, well, okay, I can't say my drinking phase. I started drinking and everything when I was like 14. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's when my siblings came up and everything and Uh they were already doing everything and I wanted to hang out with them and be more with them. And you wanted to be the cool kid. You wanted to be in with the crap. Well, I wanted to be, I wanted to hang out with my siblings. Yeah, I can understand that. I didn't have siblings growing up, so hated I hung out by myself. I had an imaginary me world Me too, in my and backyard. I still had, and my siblings were still off doing their thing. <laughs> um, if you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you say? Oh, God. Thinking about where I was when I was 18, dude, is gnarly, because... You remember talking about Tessa? Yes. I was living with her and Sam and Austin in some lady's house. Mm-hmm. Because I was on probation. No, I had just gotten off probation and I was like, ha ha ha, now my, now's my time to go. Like, I'm free. Yeah. No. That put me in such a fucking world of... Crazy. Yeah. Because, like, I took off. I It wasn't even like I ran away. Like, I left for, like, a week, two mm-hmm. weeks. Went and stayed at their house and hung out with them and whatever. But if I were to go back and talk to myself at that point in time, it would most definitely be that I could I could have done so much more at that time. I could have done so much more at that time and be in so much better of a place. Yeah. I can understand that. Because, like, I was working at Wendy's. I didn't really give a shit. I (laughs) had just graduated high school. And... I was getting ready to party. Yeah. Really. That was my mentality, was I was getting ready to party. And that was just the beginning of it. And once I got home and came out of that a little bit and I started hanging out with some of my good friends now, uh, that's when I started hanging out at the river. Yeah. Started hanging out at Jim Lake. Was day drinking because we could day drink and hide it in a fucking solo cup. Like solo cup. 
I'm not going to sing that on tune because I don't want to get copyrighted, but that's my favorite yeah. song ever still. When it used to come on in the store, I'd be like, yes, the one <laughs> song I want. That and um, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett's. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I fucking loved when those songs came on. I'd sit there and dance. I'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is my song, bitch. <laughs> oh, I used to love those. That was the best. Yeah, no, that's, that's about the time that I was at. I was getting ready to party and I was getting ready to go into a friend group that would have been crazy was crazy was crazy was crazy we're talking like miss bar and uh mr nelson and uh let's see mally donovan i'll be honest with you though buddy I'm I'm kind of glad that you can't go back and talk to 18 year old self because if you had and you said what you just said you would say I don't think we'd be friends you'd be in such a different place in your life I don't think we would have ever met yeah no definitely not because like I mean from the time I was 18 and from the time I graduated which mind you I was 18 going into my like senior year of high school you were like one of the older kids see I was like one of the younger kids like mid in the middle yeah, I was always older in my class. Uh-huh. And so I was already 18 going into high school. And once I graduated, I was like, it's fucking on. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. I'm ready to party. I met a huge, huge friend group. Like those people you named plus some. Plus some. <laughs> yeah. On top of a billion and a half people. And I went through so many crazy things like... <laughs> things I wouldn't have done if I would have been like the innocent little kid like I was supposed to be and really I only started getting into drugs and alcohol because of my siblings yeah but like not to put the blame off but like you guys were there yeah like, <laughs> you guys definitely uh Thailand you definitely gave me that bull but um <laughs> hit it so you don't snitch on me <laughs> I remember having that conversation with a couple people <laughs> called fear pressure (laughs) (laughs) but like i yeah no i would have been in definitely a different place if i wouldn't have done the shit that i did at that time that you would have never downloaded meet me you would have never ended up at the basement because whether or not we met at that funeral it was meeting at ryan's house at that fucking party that kicked off our relationship halloween you would have never spoken to that bitch no you would have never spoken to her and her stepkid you wouldn't have so really i think what it comes down to is we wouldn't have met because you wouldn't have been in that spot no i am not to say i'm glad that you went through all that crazy shit but i'm kind of glad you went through all that crazy shit because that's how we became best friends bitch oh yeah dude i'm definitely glad i went through all the crazy shit because i can you imagine dealing with me if you hadn't been through all that shit no (laughs) (laughs) dude no that shit was my shit from the time I, w- I graduated to the time I met Ryan, which is really only like mm, a year, maybe two years. <laughs> my mom threatened to call the cops on me, call my car in stolen. <laughs> I broke into people's houses. I drank in places I could have died. I hung out with people that could have killed me absolutely me too i think a lot of our generation 
did exactly what we were taught not to do and hung out with people that definitely should have kidnapped us, had the opportunity to kidnap us, and we were just lucky enough that they didn't. Or well, we got out of it just in time. <laughs> well, and why was it that my friends and all of, like, even my brother's friends, because, like, it wasn't just my friends that did this, but why is it that all of us were like, yeah, we're bored. It's a Saturday night at 8 o'clock at night. Our phone's at mm, 22%. Let's go drive in the mountains. Me. I was the worst at that. Like, why? Why did we do that? <laughs> I think it was just, like, the, the sense of adventure. Living out in the Girl, country. I can drive from here to St. Anthony on back roads. Exactly. Living out here in the country, what else do you have to do but to drive? We don't live somewhere where there's 18 under clubs, dog. That's true. Do you remember when there was that one? Um, um, the hookah bar. Not only the hookah bar, the one in Rigby. Hotel karaoke, yeah. downtown karaoke or whatever. Yeah, I do. That was fucking fun, but that was like the most light that this motherfucking place ever had for younger kids aside from the skate park, dog. And the skate park, you were just doing drugs. Absolutely. Or fighting people or, or filming people fighting people. And it was usually my cousin fighting people. Oh, my God. I loved watching that. Some of my favorite. I watched some of the funniest fights at the skate park. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of, like, just, like, watching things and going through things, what's a memory that you'll never forget? <laughs> um. Oh, Jesus. Something that comes to mind that I'll never forget is it was 4th of July weekend of 2014. Freshly graduated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we were partying our ass off up in Bone. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's where I got in trouble. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got in trouble somewhere else. My bad. I've Still, partied up in Bone plenty of times, so I get you. Well, we were up in a canyon up there, right? Uh-huh. And mind you, this had been like a three-day party. We had had fires each night. Here comes the final night. It's the biggest, baddest fucking fire we have going. We have two fires going. And I get in a fight with my mom. And okay, whatever. Fighting with my mom. That's not uncommon. Well, we I get back to the fire. And the dude that drove me on top of the hill to call my mom walks back to the fire. And I see people, and so I'm talking to them and whatever. And then I come back to the fire. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend at the time fucking snaps. And he's talking about how I cheated on him and da-da-da-da-da. I just fucked this dude on top of the hill. Everyone had to drive to the top of the hill to get service. I remember having to do that to get a hold of my grandma the night I got my ticket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, okay, mind you, this whole fight's going on. And I'm sitting in the back of the truck of this truck i don't even know exactly whose truck it was well then all i hear is something about how uh you fucked my girl da 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 mm -hmm. and i turn around and i see my ex get fucking socked by one of the biggest dudes in town <laughs> mind you this motherfucker has now gone to jail and come out of jail because he accidentally or the person died after he hit the person I think I know who you're talking about. Anyways. You definitely do. <laughs> so, he hits my ex. And I watched my ex fucking weeble wobble. Hit the ground. Boom. Stand right back up. And this whole brawl kicks off. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's fighting. Well, then, we go home. Or, we didn't even go home. We get into town. 
I get my ex into his house. Because he was being a dick and everything else, I went and I fucked his best friend. I come back to his house. I explained to his mom why I'm coming back to his house at this point in time and why he has a black eye. Still fighting with my mom on the phone because she's threatening to call my car and stolen. <laughs> it's dead in a parking lot. You better get home, you little fucking shit. Yeah. And I am all the way across town trying to find a ride to somewhere that I could just breathe. And that's how that relationship ended. <laughs> that's an oops from the past. Never talk to him again. I mean, that's kind of how it fucking goes. <laughs> um, what is a bar story that you'll never forget? You you had a whole bar phase. What's something that really stood out to you? You don't have to name names. You can, you know, make up fake names if need be. But what's something that you'll just never forget? God. And that's a loaded question because you had like a whole bar phase. I know. And there's so many bar stories that I can think of that are just fucking beautiful and a great time that a lot of people were involved in. (laughs) No, probably one of my most favorite bar stories is when (laughs) it ended terribly and it ended in a fight and everybody will admit that this was a terrible night. But it was a really fun night leading up until then. (laughs) We, I started drinking because it was the anniversary of Ryan passing. Mm -hmm. And I was not doing well, but everybody around me knew that I wasn't doing well. Yeah. And it had been voiced. Like, and I only know it had been voiced because I had been just like handed drinks and I looked at my brother at one point and I was like what's going on like why and he was like it's okay she knows talking about the bartender Mm -hmm. and I was like okay cool whatever well (laughs) this bartender fucked my world up that happens sometimes like they do be doing that she's done it a couple times to me (laughs) but we we started bar hopping we went from the worst bar in town to a little bit better bar back to the worst bar in town. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd know, you fucking know. Yeah. But, okay, so but I think my favorite part of the night was when the bars are closed. We're all just kind of hanging out and whatever. Well, two of the bartenders start bitching at each other. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, one of the bartenders throws a drink in the other bartender's face. Oh my god. Well, Two females? Yes. Okay. Well, we thought it was water. It wasn't water. Pause. Do I know these two females? Like, have I seen them in the bars before? Big chested? No, not that one. Okay. I, I mean, just wanted to put that's that That's the bartender that fucked me up. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to put some things into perspective <laughs> for myself. You um, guys can get fucked, but I'm just kidding. I love you guys. The one bartender <laughs> that got the drink thrown in her face was mommy. Okay. Okay. That puts a lot into perspective. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so she gets the drink thrown in her face. She jumps over the other end of the bar, takes off down the fucking ramps. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Right. 
learned that it was a vodka soda that got oh. thrown into her face. Oh, I know that burned it. Yeah. I know that hurt. So then she's pissed off, right? Well, then we're all sitting there talking and whatever else. And I don't even remember who said what. But next thing I know is this fucking douchebag. This fucking douchebag. Yeah, like, he was the biggest dick. He always talked about how he played for the NFL, and he was just a fucking douche. Like, he was an asshole all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think he played for, like, the Cubs. So, like, it wasn't even anybody, like, or, like, the Bears. Like So, like, something small. And I think I know exactly who you're fucking talking about, bitch. Okay, keep going. (laughs) This is such a small town. But, like, so he starts popping off about our friend and her ex, who actually recently just died. Mm-hmm. Who you know really well because of said situations. Uh-huh. Yes. Keep going. Okay. So he's talking shit about her and whatever. Next thing I know, we're all standing up trying to fucking, like, deflect said situations because my little brother's pissed off behind me. Yeah. He's in front of me. And next thing I know is my little brother's jumping over, like, six women, punching this motherfucker in the face. He said, look out. I'm Superman. He goes, here we go. I can totally see that. Yeah. Jumping like a frog over a group of people. I can totally see that for him. Swinging. Just swinging as hard as he can. We don't see this dude for like a month. Come to find out he was actually doing meth in the hotel that's connected to the bar. (laughs) And was staying in one of the rooms. And like it was a whole situation. And yeah. But that's, that's one of my favorite bar stories. I love it, especially knowing all the people. I don't have many bar stories, but at that exact bar, I'll never forget on my 21st birthday when we went out to the patio and that guy was freaking out at the pool. We didn't go out to the patio on your 21st? Yes, we absolutely did. No, we didn't? Yes, we did. I think I went out by myself then. There was a guy you freaking were... out at the patio. Yeah, that's And when... he was throwing bricks in the pool. Yeah, that's when uh, you were there by yourself and um, my little brother was there and he wouldn't talk to you. Yep. I remember that now. I wasn't there. I was all by myself. That's my, like, one memory that's, like, weird at that fucking hotel. Like, that guy was crazy. Throwing fucking bricks in the fucking pool and shit. And nobody was saying shit. Nobody said shit. And I was just like, I've gone skinny dipping. Like, not skinny dipping, but, like, we definitely swam in that pool at 2 o'clock in the morning. And that was a fun time. Or. That's probably a dirty pool, though, buddy. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, no, that's not a good pool. (laughs) It's not a good pool. But there's been multiple times where I've been in that bar way too late with way too many people or in situations where, like, people are in initiation and they have to go through something embarrassing Uh to be initiated. And next thing you know, you have a waitress signing somebody's dick in the pool room and somebody has to witness it being my ex. I remember that story. Yeah. That shit was funny. Your ex told me that story. Yep. I remember that. That shit was good, too. So, what's the stupidest thing you've ever done drunk? (laughs) My ex. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) No. Um. See, this one's hard, too, because there's a lot. No. The one that comes to mind that I think of is when I popped my fucking tire (laughs) so i left the bar drunk as fuck shouldn't have been driving 
I think I, people were following me or I was following somebody. No, people were following me. We go down the road and we go to Birdos. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes to Birdos. Yeah. Well, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the next gas station. The next gas station was the one that was actually by my old house off 8th Street. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. So I cut in front of the liquor store. And I smashed the fucking curb. Popped your fucking Popped my tire. Threw sparks for the next, like, two blocks. And then finally stopped. (laughs) Because I realized I fucked up my tire. He's like, oh, shit, what is that like? Yeah. You are oblivious as fuck when you're driving sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Especially really drunk. And I was really, really drunk. I had somebody passed out in the front seat of my car. She got thrown all over because she was holding the fucking burritos. The fucking burritos? <laughs> and um, and then my ex tried to come fix it, and he couldn't fix it, so then we called our other friend's dad, and he actually fixed it. And then my ex was really salty about us giving him the shout-out for fixing the car, and not my ex, but, yeah, you know. It's one of those things. Yeah. So, that kind of concludes the interview. Ooh. Um, I'm glad that you were able to do this, buddy. Oh, we I'm, do. I, I'm glad you were able to. I'm glad we did it. I've been wanting to do this type of, like, episode. Okay, bitches. I've done been wanting it. <laughs> and I decided. I was like, you know what? We're the doing beginning it. of the year, we're doing it. But I do have one more question for you. One final question for you. Are you prepared for it, bitch? Uh, as prepared as I can be, yeah. What are three podcasts that you would recommend to our audience, to people listening with us right now? So my top podcast, which is actually what got me into podcasts, was Morbid. I love Morbid. Love Morbid. Love Morbid. Shout out to Courtney because she's the one that originally introduced us to Morbid. Not wrong. Love that. Um, And then further than that, I got into And That's Why We Drink, which is more of like a ghost and true crime kind of podcast. They're a little bit more laxed than morbid. Shorter episodes, right? If I remember correctly. Still about an hour, but they split the time. So they spend 30 minutes on ghost stories and 30 minutes on true crime. Interesting. Or as close as they can. They're on my like next to listen list because I'm going through so many podcasts right now. I'm a podcast bitch. Um, and then one I want to get into, which is actually on YouTube more than, like, Spotify, mm-hmm. but is called Sam and Colby. Okay. And they kind of do more, like, ghost adventure, true crime, but, like, we'll actually go do, like, ghost adventures and go into haunted places. And- Girl, I want to do that. Same. I want to do that for an episode so fucking Same. bad. I That's would so love cool. I love go, that. Like, and, like, they do, like, the whole, um, like, videos, like, actual ghost hunting, the little machines, the voice boxes, whole nine yards. They I do love it. that. It's like my grandma. Love it. <laughs> I think it'd be so fun. That, I think we should do that. Yeah. It would be fun. I love those. I two of them. One of them's already on my listen list that I want to. Morbid bitch. I've been a morbid bitch. We love we, morbid. We love morbid. We stand morbid. We fucking love you guys. But 
I'm going to ha- definitely have to put that other one on my list. Sam and Colby. Bitch. Yeah. You can find them really on anything. I think YouTube is more where they're at because they do the videos and everything. Dude, YouTube podcasts are popping right now. I don't I don't think that's really up our alley. I think we enjoy just talking. <coughs> I definitely. Yeah. But if we were to do like something crazy like that, definitely videos, pictures, stuff like that for you guys to see. We could figure out the Twitch to get that all fucking going. The fucking Twitch. That still pisses me off. Came down from the mountains and the Twitch We'll figure work. it out. We never figured it out, you guys. Just I'll so figure you know. it out. Well, shout out to all those podcasts. I'm really glad we were able to do this. I yeah, hope thank you, guys, you, dude. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was like a therapy session. Very much so. <laughs> Next episode, we're doing me. Um... I, I can't guarantee you guys that I won't cry. It depends on what gets pulled up because, you know, I'm a crier, bitch. I, if, if I do one thing, it's tear up. Okay? So, just a fair warning. Um, we'll try to avoid it as best I can. And, you know, you can get into it. It's totally fine. I am also getting pretty good at, like, blocking out the tears. So, we're doing me next episode. We'll have a whole plethora of questions Coda gets to come up with. I came up with the questions this time around. Um, and after me, we're going to try and get a couple other special guests on. If I can get his little bitch ass to answer me and not text me randomly at 7 o'clock in the morning about why he looks like he's fucking random dudes, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy this. Let us know what you think. You guys already know you can get a hold of us on a plethora of motherfucking apps. I updated our shit so it has all of our socials at the top of our thing. You already know we got Twitter and Instagram at Random Contact and Random Contacts. Mm-hmm. We got a Facebook page now, Random Contact. It's got a picture of Kodai in it. Um, we've only got one post up so far in the Facebook group, but we're going to start being more active in that. We'll and figure then it out. If you guys want to interact <coughs> with us some more, you can email us or you can join our Facebook group, Top, top Notch Swishters. On Facebook, it is a she, her, they, them group only. Um, and you have to answer the fucking questions or you're not getting in. 2023, I'm hoping to be a fucking good year for that group. You know what? I love that group. Even if, you know, we've slowed down because we're all busy and life's crazy, it's still a good vibe group. It's a good place to go scroll on Facebook for a second if you just need to decompress. It is. And if you're 420 friendly, it's a fucking plus because you know what? That's what we about, bitch. <laughs> um, and then you can also, if you can find Coda. You should be able to find me. Uh, hashtag always the bitch and it is spelled out. On TikTok. And then, you know, you guys already know I'm top notch Swister 99 on TikTok because... Facebook, that Facebook group, that's my baby. I was child labored into that group and I, I took it over. It's mine now. It's it's ours. You know what? I'll, I'll say that right now. I would not have that group without Coda and my mods and admins. So shoot, shoot, huge shout out to all you guys. That's valid. If you guys want to talk to us though, like that's probably the easiest way or hop on one of our socials, comment, messages the socials. We really want to interact with you guys. Definitely. So. Before we end this, because we have made such a re- resolution last year for the podcast to where we are now. Yes. What do you want to see in the next year? In the <laughs> next year Put you for on the spot. podcast. This bitch, this is your interview. I'm asking you a question next. One more. Okay, so I'd say for the podcast in the next year, I'd like to do 50 listeners. 
I would love that. That'd I would be dope. love for us to have 50 listeners. That'd be dope. So, you, you guys know how to help us with that. You share the podcast, tell people about the podcast. And, you know, I might be shy. I might be a little nervous about some people listening to it. But at this point, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. No, really, I'm excited. I feel like this is just, it's our thing. We've stuck with it for a fucking year. It doesn't even feel like it's been a year at this point. It's it really nice. doesn't. And we appreciate you guys for sticking with us through all this. We and really do. We're excited for the next year, bitches. Fuck yeah. Have a good night, guys. Later.